Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. to say what's so funny over there i don't know well we're in a, i feel in a little bit of a goofy mood one it's ugh. our test we did audio testing and lauren came up with a great song which maybe we'll play sometime yeah two it was great i'm excited to podcast we haven't done it in a minute it's true three your dress has mickey masks all over it that's another true statement those are all true statements in combination it's just got me giggling also it's I hate it when people talk about the weather, but it's really hot outside and it's making me a little delirious. It It is delirious level hot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little humid. I, I think I've mentioned this on our podcast before, but a million years ago, I read in one of the, one of our daily newspapers here and here that the weather, like they, they put the weather and the forecast said instead of like cloudy with the chance of sun, whatever, it was like walking through oatmeal was the weather report. <gasps> That's way more relatable but isn't that exactly what this weather is it's so humid you feel like you're walking through oatmeal and then when you go inside your building it's negative 14 degrees yeah because they're oh, never mind yeah let's not this and is then not you get fun. tb because of the climate change and then you're delirious can i tell you speaking of oatmeal no one asked for this story and i'm giving it to you i can't wait i love a good oatmeal story <laughs> okay i was in vermont this was almost my segment segment this of oatmeal. course you have an oatmeal story when i do you go to vermont we well yeah exactly we were in vermont for a wedding and it was so great and i just didn't want to leave because it was gorgeous and like it was hot there too but it's fine because there were like baby cows to pet literally baby cows to pet i think i understated it the first time and sheeps and chickens I thought and that things. was like um like a a, a metaphor, metaphor a euphemism something. yes yeah a euf- <laughs> euphemism. Yes. uh it was so much fun anyway this cute little inn that we stayed at yeah not a hotel an inn um they had this breakfast that was so good and it included really fancy oatmeal with like yogurt covered raisins and real honey and granola you know you could make that here that's the end of the story okay it's impossible to make here lauren i know it's true it's no we don't have time we don't have time there's no time okay i'm gonna pull up this picture of this oatmeal because you're gonna tell me if this is not the gd best oatmeal you've ever seen on a sunny pretty day it's pretty impressive, but I feel like I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like you the, could do what it. Are those white things. That's the yogurt covered raisins. I feel uh, like you could pull this off. I'm I'm not discouraged. Like, like, like I'm, uh, I'm not they, disparaging they your oatmeal, like but like I have eggs. confidence in you that you could also do this. I appreciate your confidence, but I think that you're also overselling have my do abilities. It for you is like it just magically yeah. appears. There's something to that. There's something about yeah. the magic of Vermont that you're just sitting uh, in a beautiful place and the like magic of Vermont is oh. little. Dino eggs in your oatmeal. Oh my gosh, is that their? It's their state song. song? Oh yeah. my gosh, uh, you their also state song. Okay. Did not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't state. zoom in. You okay. didn't notice the the bit of Vermont cheddar there oh. on the plate. What? Guys. No, that takes it to the next level. Also, with the zoomed up photo, I can see the um, drips of honey, which Thank is you. kind of Thank yeah. You. Okay, I am the zoom. The zoom really kind of did it for me. Also, I, I the first time around, I thought the cheese was a napkin great thank you for point. like going over yeah. that and i also think too that like with all those quality ingredients that would that would be like a 40 dollar bowl of oatmeal if True. i had to buy them all from scratch and it would be right? 85 dollars if you ordered it in new york so. exactly i sincerely apologize to all of our listeners and their families for having to hear that oatmeal story and their children and their children's and their children's children, children. 
Can yeah. we move on? I'm yeah, sorry. I am ready. I actually have a lot of to get through. Yeah, let's nuts. get to the show nuts. Because, first of all, um, as you'll remember, I was devastated when uh, Starly's podcast, um, Starly Klein, do you remember her podcast? Yeah, heck yeah. Um, now I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Mystery Show by Gimlet. Okay. Mm. That they canceled, Gimlet canceled it. And right. I was so mad at Gimlet. We were I upset. like stopped listening to all Gimlet shows, even <laughs> if I liked them. <laughs> I like had a voodoo doll. Like I was so mad yeah. and I, I was seething in my own anger for years. And I heard actually on the daily zeitgeist, they were talking about that show and actually Jack, Wait, Ob- you like the, the daily zeitgeist? Yeah, it's, I'm fond of it. It's oh, fine. Interesting. It's fine. Okay. I mean, occasionally <laughs> every day, it's occasionally okay. once a day I listen to it. I wouldn't have known from your neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Jack O'Brien. <laughs> Number one fan. Dedication. Um, but he was actually bringing up a good point that the show was probably extremely expensive. Mm. I was just thinking, fuck you guys, like you're heartless bastards. But it's like shipping Starlight for one episode all over the country, buying her like thousand, multi-thousand dollar tickets for things, yeah. items like like mil, like hundred thousand dollar lunch boxes yeah. or belt clips, like. I guess, actually, now that I think about it, it, it was probably intense. was not sustainable. Well, and if folks don't remember what Mystery Show was, Starly would um, take upon herself like a question of the universe that she would try to answer within the episode. And the clip that we featured was about Britney Spears. What was it? It was... Uh, uh, Britney Spears was photographed holding this book, and they were That's trying right. to track down like why she was reading it. Yeah. But it she had to buy tickets to this special meet and greet and like yeah. some of them are even wilder. Like she's getting flown all over the country. It's like, yeah. um, it's like solving like these mysteries that don't need to be solved, At but it's all. those kind of stuff that you're like, gee, I wonder what happened to that thing. Or like yeah. she would track it down, which is very cool, but so let's admit it expensive. So I'm kind of, you know, I actually, I'm glad because I'm less mad now. Wow. The world makes a little more sense. Wow. You seem really at peace. I am. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. Yeah, I hope everyone's. Ha- I hope everyone else feels better too. Yeah, I hope so. Um, another really quick note. I feel like this is kind of cheating because I'm talking about a podcast in show notes, mm. but and it's kind of like I should just tell you to listen to it. Yeah. Can I cheat a little bit? You just, can cheat. We can talk. You got about a clip? A you mean? I'm not gonna play a clip. Oh I yeah. I just wanna like talk about something really fast. Cause Heck yeah. I feel like I don't listen to true crime anymore because it's so oversaturated and like all these stories about like 30 for 30s doing a Bikram yoga. I mm. haven't even started like. There's all these like uh, seri- like six episode things about a cult leader. Yeah. There's a million of those. Yeah. The Gateway. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's really good. I don't even know why I started listening to it, but I literally look forward to it every week and I've gobbled up every episode. It's uh-huh. a six part series about Teal Swan, a new brand of spiritual guru who draws in followers with her hypnotic self-help YouTube videos. Like this is present day? Yeah. It's okay. aimed at people who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. So she actually like convinces people that they have memories that like didn't happen. And like, she kind of picks people that are borderline suicidal and like drives them to suicide. And a few of her followers have killed themselves. And like, so she says that her therapy is saving lives. And a lot of people are saying how dangerous she is. She's kind of in hideout in Costa Rica. I think you would really like it. That's why I'm bringing it up. And I'm surprised how much I like it. So it's called the gateway. It's by Gizmodo. You, it's awesome. You did not mention, I just looked her up, you did not mention Teal Swan's range of extrasensory abilities. Yes, there's a lot Interesting. Wow, this is really interesting, especially too in light of a later clip, which deals yes. with a little bit of this topic. Your favorite topic. 
wow, wait, this is almost like a bonus challenge. Yeah. I kind of I, love I don't even it. have to. I'm so confident. It's like, listen to it or don't. I'm not even going to challenge you because you're going to wow. like Wow. Yeah. Okay, it. this is big for you to, one, listen to a true crime, two, want to talk about it. This is big. Yeah. It's that okay. good. It's that good. The Gateway. I'm going to check that out. Um. Also, I was thinking we should start a new thing. Tell me. Where every single time we talk about a podcast, like I'm on my computer right now. I'm going to start doing it today. Uh-huh. Every time we talk about a podcast, I'm going to give it a rating on the air. Or just like every, and I urge listeners while they're listening, go, please, Such please, please. A good idea. podcasts need support. And yep. if we're talking about a podcast we love and you've heard of it and you think you like it too, or after you listen to it, please yeah. go give them a rating and review. It's a lot of help. Not just for us, but for everybody. So I'm gonna start. I I'm not. I'm bad about this. That's I a recommend great idea. podcasts like all the time, and I mm. don't always rate and review. Rate and review. Rate and review. Rate and review. That's such a good practice for us to just do it every time. Yeah. Um, start right now. You listen to Why Won't You Date Me, right? Mm-hmm. With Nicole Byer. She does this great thing where if pe- if folks leave um, gratuitously dirty messages in her review in their reviews, she'll read it on air. So maybe we should come up with some sort of incentive oh, for folks say, to write maybe reviews. We should try to get. Oh, Nicole Byers. Well, we could definitely also try that. Yeah. Because I think we could come up with it. Let's think, let's noodle on that. Let's noodle on it. For we'll our come, own. Yeah. Okay. We'll get back to y'all. Okay. Anyway, those are, uh, sorry, thank you for listening. We, we haven't recorded in a while, so I had like a lot. Yeah, you had a lot to blah, 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 catch the folks up And on. then we had to talk about oatmeal, like number one. It was an unexpected, oh my goodness. Oh. Monty, our intern just jumped <gasps> up into my lap like a oh. little bug. Do you have something to say about oatmeal, little one? He's, he he's definitely would have the mic. He would have loved that oatmeal. He, he would have gobbled loved it. my oatmeal. He would have eaten the cheese first. Monty, do you mind that I talked about oatmeal for so long? No, he loved. He wants more. He said that wasn't enough. Y'all, he wants you to describe the texture. This podcast was it milk or water? What kind of milk? Oh mm-hmm. well, I didn't make it, uh, which is one of the benefits of having it at your hotel. It was probably just from the cow that probably you were petting. Great from the cow. That's why it tasted so good because the cat, the milk was made with love. That's true. Mm-hmm. With some utter love. Get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I can't go on because I have this adorable cat. Oh my god. Sitting should in we my just lap. wait. Like, like don't stop recording. We should just wait in silence yeah, until let's just, mommy's in silence, sick of you. You might hear a tiny purr from me, by the way, not yeah. from the cat. Okay, um <sighs> should we talk about our first segment heck yeah podcast challenge let's jump into podcast challenge which happens to be my favorite podcast it is tell me why segment because i love challenging one another to listen to new things and so last week i challenged you to listen to radio shorts specifically the episode am i sexual it's Mm. a new sketch comedy Podcast by John Milheiser and Zed Cutsinger. It's so stinking funny. You liked it. So the conceit is that it's like sketch comedy, but just audio, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know how much that would work because a lot of times the the thing that works in sketch comedy is like sometimes the physicality or the faces or the expressions or stuff. The nudity, yeah. The nudity, obviously, Mm -hmm. but the it turns out like. I guess this isn't surprising. Like the comedic timing and it's just hysterical. They're, they're able to create whole characters with just their voices. And it was so funny. You asked me, um, which, yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite? What was your favorite sketch? And mine was human centipede. Oh, that's a surprising one. I know because I wouldn't normally pick something vulgar, but that one was just really funny. It's not like obviously vulgar, 
but I thought that was so funny. Um, also, I liked the Backstreet Boys one a lot. That's that was a good one. The, but that was not my the, favorite. Still, it's the titular skit. Um, but my favorite line from that was, "quote AJ's the only one who can at high C." Yeah, it's just cracked me up for some reason. It's just a little, yeah, um, good, really good writing. What was your favorite? Sketch? I like the one that was. They just kept on going like. We're just two brothers Gay holding brother hands. Lovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Never mind. The audience will just have to go listen. It's radio shorts and my sexual. That's funny. I wish I had said my third favorite because that really is like the next one I have written down is the gay brother lovers one. They're, they're like they're two guys really holding funny. hands and they're like, oh, you two are so cute. And they're like, we're brothers. And Obviously. then eventually it like comes out that they're gay. I shouldn't try to retell it because it's way funnier if you listen. It's funnier when you say it. But definitely go listen to radio shorts. Yeah. This episode was am I sexual? And I... Um, I highly recommend it. Thanks Yay. for this challenge. Okay, good one. Now it's my turn. And now it's your turn. I'm going to challenge you back. Oh, we didn't. Did we explain it? What this is? People know. Kind of. Not it's, really. Yeah. It's where we you like challenge each other to listen to a clip. Yeah. Because we want to. Right. Why not? Expand your brains. Expand your minds, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My challenge for you. Okay. Also, context is I always challenge Lauren to, episode, to podcasts that she's already listened to because she's listened to every podcast ever. Uh, but this one is uh, comes from Nerdette. I know you know Nerdette. Mm-hmm. And it's called Nerdette Power Up. It's new. Oh. Have you listened? Yes, but which, not all of them. Okay, so for those who don't know, Nerdette is a podcast about just all the nerdy things that people love I from, you know, love. from like a myriad of topics. But <gasps> Nerdette Power Up is a brand new podcast from Nerdette all about how successful and inspiring people have the time and energy to do the things that they do. So it's talking to guests just about like how how they how they manage it. Um, just to, an update too about the intern just cat. Just an update. He is like curled up against the laptop like this little cutie. I can't stand it. I wish you all could see. Uh, okay, so it's hosted by Greta Johnson, and the show has everyone on from like authors to artists and even astronauts. Uh, they've had some of our faves on, including Roxanne Gay, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and the episode I re- recently listened to was Amy Schumer and A.D. Bryant. I didn't listen to that one. So I wasn't no, going to recommend that. No, I that, did not. But I think I do recommend that one because they're promoting their movie, I Feel Pretty, which we've talked about, and there are sort of mixed feelings on the public about that movie. So I think maybe listen to that one. I love both of those comedians. Thank you. and. I think it's I think it's worth a listen. No, this is good because there's a lot. So and I've, I have not listened to all that many. Yeah, so this is actually a good reminder about this podcast too. Thank I you. dig it. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for that challenge, and um, thank you for that challenge. You're welcome. I love that segment. It's I do brilliant. too. It's it's a, a real good standby. Yeah. Um, Another fun segment, but like a little more mandatory, is our sponsor section. Yeah, this is fun. But do you want to tell us about our? Yeah, we got We got to get down to business. Um, yeah, we can thank uh, Birchbox for Men for this episode, from the makers of Oakbox for Women and Pinebox for No One comes Birchbox for Men. It's a glamorous and surprisingly small box, perfect for your man things. Don't know where to put your men's buttons. Put it in your birch box. Can't find a spot to keep your men's fingernail collection? Try this cute little box made of birch, but for men. Nearly 90% of every birch tree used to make these boxes for are locally sourced and semi-organic. Each box arrives in a refrigerated box and comes with a seal that guarantees your box is just for men. 
Use discount code PODCASTPODCAST at checkout for a complimentary upgrade to a splinter-free birch box for men. Trust me, to fingy, your fingies will thank you. Try birch box for men today because gender is a construct, people, except for boxes. Wow. Wow, I Thanks love this, but I'm just, I can't, I... It's driving me crazy that I can't use one. The it's, seal says no. It is not for you. I do apologize. Did I for do that. okay reading it? You did. Like, I, 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 I don't know how to say man words like birch <laughs> or buttons. You know, I could tell that um, struggling. You were having a hard time, and it's probably because of that. Like this box is just like it's just for it men. It sounds you know super I mean? masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, it's just like it's kind of a chromosomal thing. I'm actually thankful for the seal because I don't even know what would happen if like I were to open it. That's a great like, point. I don't know how. I just. I bet you it, yeah. the world would explode. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I'd well, end up in the ward, the thanks, psychiatric. You ward. would. So yeah. it, for that reason, I'm grateful to Birchbox for Men for keeping you safe. We can all be thankful. And for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, thanks Birchbox for Men. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Okay, uh, ready for clip one? Let's jump into it. Okay, I feel like there's a lot to go over through this one. I hope I can sum it up right. This is from Past Present. Yes. Do you know this podcast? Yes. Okay, I have been wanting to talk about this podcast for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, Natalia, Neil, and Nikki um, are three historians dedicated to bringing historical insights to politics and cultural debates. What's making history? So they always tackle three topics... My favorite thing is that Neil and Nat- Natalia always fight like, a little bit. So <laughs> right. it's always like a little awkward. And I'm like, why do they do a podcast together? It doesn't sound like they like each other very much. And when they don't fight, I get super bummed. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Where's guys. I like try to start something. Right. Um, and, but I, they're really smart. I, Experts at things, they offer a lot to the popular news stories. They actually talk about gym culture and gay culture a lot mm. randomly, and I'm into both of those things. Um, my one complaint is it comes out every week, and so honestly, they're trying to. The news today moves so fast. If you're not reporting on it, like the day of, right, it it, sometimes they talk outdated. about things, and I'm like, what? We are past that. that so that is my one complaint that it's like, I wish that we just had. I wish I had their voice, their opinions, like right away. Currently, yeah. yeah. Um, there's so many interesting episodes I wanted to talk about for a long time, but in this clip, they're talking about how social media is changing our culture, and how people are going to museums, in particular, just to Instagram things. Yeah, yeah. And there are certain museums that are catering to people who only want cute pictures. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of museums. I know nothing about art. So my first thought was, I don't care. As long as they're getting people, like, they're, like to our museums, right. like, so I don't like, care. The money and I'm support, all, yeah. And I'm all for making experiences more fun. And I love lowbrow things. So, for example, a pizza museum. It was basically created for people to come and take pictures of themselves. Yep. Sure, let's yep. do it. Or the ice cream museum. The museum exactly. Of they yeah. talk about that. So, but Natalia gets to a really good point here, which makes me kind of see the problem. I live five blocks from the Eiffel Tower and walk by it every single day. And you could do an ethnography on the Instagram action happening there. You know, these beautiful women in high heels who clearly are not walking anywhere afterwards with their ice cream cone right in front of the Eiffel Tower that they then throw out. I've seen it a million times. And, (laughs) you know, fine. Like, no judgment zone or 
I'd like to think of myself Actually, as this that. is a massive judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met us? Yeah, exactly. But I do think that like even in that case, there is something, Nikki, you use a good word, ennobling in maybe just being in the presence of this amazing work of engineering and this his- with some history wrapped up in it. To me, this it's a little bit depressing, this idea of people waiting in line for eight hours just to take a picture of themselves in front of something. But, you know... I, I, I maybe that is a much older impulse than we think. There's a lot, I think, to talk about here. But one thing I was thinking about was how Instagramming isn't just changing how people interact with art, but it's changing the actual art spaces. So like now you can't go to the Eiffel Tower without there being people taking pictures of themselves everywhere that are so fake. Mm. And then them talking about judgment. Because when I see someone... We talked about selfies last time. When I see someone taking a selfie in one of those places, I want to mock them. Right. Like what do you what did you think about this? It's it's tough because I think it's become really instinctual, especially for younger people. I was getting drinks with um, a family member who was in town, and we were up on this like really uh, high rooftop bar, and it was a great view of the Empire State Building. And so we all took pictures. We we took pictures of them in front of it. We like I didn't want my picture in front of it, but I still took a picture of it. I don't know if that's different, but I guess I'm trying to illustrate that like. It is very instinctual when you see something cool and exciting to take a photo. And I think that's been turned now to 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 be less about like, look at this cool thing. And now look at how cool I am to have to be at this thing. Right. Because when you were there, did you buy a new pair of shoes? And were you, wear, were you wearing high heels? I mean, yes, you were already wearing <laughs> Or no, but you know, like she's talking about people like right. faking it. Making right. it completely fake. Right. Because um, also, I wonder if Instagram makes people do things more. And Interesting. Whether that's, that could be really bad. Like, I don't know. I'm even just thinking of like getting people out of their homes, even if they're driven by this terrible reason. Yeah. But maybe Super that's not in. bad. If it's getting people to go to new places and stuff. Like, and like, but the weird thing is, so when you're seeing someone posting pictures of their picnic or their party or whatever do you have to wonder like do they really want to do that or are they showing off right right and uh, can you tell the difference does it matter yeah it's hard to to judge because i'm not a big poster on social media i engage with it and i'm on you know on all the platforms and all that stuff but i don't post very often it takes a lot for me to be like the world needs to see this yeah. So it's hard for me to say whether that's just second nature and folks just will snap it and post it or whether they're like plotting it out and thinking like, well, we should go to this park because it's so cute. And then, okay, I have to wear my good like shirt because I want it to be cute. Like, right. what, do you, uh, what do you, do you post a lot? I do, but I feel like mine are always like, um, I'm more into like the captions yeah. and like a lot of times it's just pictures of my, they're not beautiful. Like they're not, they're just my life. Like, yeah. I try to make them funny. I guess yeah. I'm trying to make them funny. So I'm yeah. not trying to look glamorous because you also are a content creator for your work uh, too so it's yeah i'm well i post a lot of instagram for work yeah so. but um i was even just listening to keep it and they were talking about the keep families together march mm-hmm. and kara was saying that she went and she was actually didn't like how she felt bad that she didn't take pictures yeah and she was like oh no one's gonna know that i was there but then she felt bad that she was thinking that and then i thought <sighs> yeah. and now you're saying it on a podcast so it's almost like I know you didn't see on social media, but I was totally there. It's tricky though, because for something like that, I, you know, when I went to the women's March, I did post because I felt like I wanted folks to know that I was in solidarity with them. It felt like a gesture of support. 
Um, but of course, it doesn't always mean the intention. But would I'm not be sure that. that's why everyone was doing yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I think. Ugh. Um. It, this is such a conundrum. It's it's also like if someone is going to the museum of ice cream just to get some cute Insta selfies, I, I would have to imagine that they they wouldn't go if it wasn't fun. Like they wouldn't go if that's kind of what I'm saying. Do you know it's what I mean? Getting them to go. Yeah. It's almost like they're on a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Which is fun. Interesting. Scavenger hunts are fun. That's an interesting way to look at it. The, the prize is, you know, a great social media presence, but this, the, the hunt is still kind of a fun adventure. Also, I don't know if this is true. I just thought of this. Please tell me if you disagree. I almost feel like you can tell in a picture if it's like a genuine. Uh, yes, 100%. If no. it's been posed, how many tri- how many tries they had. I think you can tell right away. Like that person made some poor friend take 60 versions of that photo. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can tell. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to someone um, about how just Instagram has changed. And I was saying how one funny thing is when you go back, I went through Grace Helbig. Hel- uh-huh. I wanted to see, cause she's really good at Instagram now. And I was like, yeah. has she always been good? Yeah. So I like scrolled all, all the, way, the way down. This is fun. It was fun. Do it with somebody. Yeah. Cause you see how they're more awkward at less polished. Like yeah. something like her, her first ones were like not polished, not famous people. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. how she's changed. Yep. And then I was remembering that we remember we all used to all go filter crazy and at least no one does that anymore. But I was talking to this woman about this and she was like, do you know why? Because our cameras are so nice. We don't have to anymore. Right. You kind of had to right. the, our cameras were on our phones were so bad that like, Junk it up with filters, but now it's like the cameras are so nice, you don't have to do that anymore. I have to say, back then, I said to everyone who would listen, and I was guilty of using filters occasionally, but I was like, you guys, in five years, we're not going to want these stupid frames on on these photos, and we're not saving multiple versions. Like, that photo forever is going to look like it has a grunge, like, filter on. It's going to look stupid. (laughs) my favorite filter. (laughs) But it's true. It's like, it was so trendy, but I felt like... Y'all, I can see the future, and we're not going to want this. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to want this. I don't think a lot of people saw the future. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people were into the filters. And I mean, like I said, I used them too. Yeah. Full stop. Um, wait, I have a question, though. You know those folks who curate their Instagram so much that they have, like, a color scheme, mm. or mm. they have, you know, like, a certain, like, aspect ratio that they only use, or they make, tile like, mosaic tiles? What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's so not me. I hate that personally. Oh my God, Monty's being so cute. It's really distracting, actually. I can't focus. He's stretching like an adorable person and just putting his paw up on the laptop. Am I even talking right now? This is insane. He's like putting on a cutie patootie show. He really is. Like, we all are grasping for our phones because this is outrageous. Oh my God, I'm putting this on Instagram with a filter. Yes, curate it. Um, my Instagram is only black and white, so he works because he's black and white. Right, my it's very curated. No, but um, I see people do that because I do um, I do Instagram for a bu- a publishing, so I'm seeing books. You know, people have are styles, and if that's what they're doing, I guess that's fine. Yeah, it would drive me crazy. I mean, here's the thing, my it, yeah, the bullshit detector goes off. Sorry. Yeah, my whole my whole job is um like brand guidelines is creating artwork that meets brand guidelines. And really what these people are doing is social media is their business and they've created brand guidelines for themselves, which creates recognizability and brand equity. Well, But for brand, that seems 
great. But they, but wouldn't you agree that like they are a business? Yeah, for some people, yes. For some people, it's interesting because I I'm my instinct is right away to be like, it's a little embarrassing. You're trying a little too hard. It's a little overwrought. Like I'm not into it. But then I try to think of it as like. That's a legitimate business. People make legitimate money, and maybe I shouldn't be negative about well, it. I and don't also, know. like, brands, branding is a real thing that is very important. Yeah. So it's like, it should be important for Instagram, too. Yeah. Um, they actually talk about people taking photos of their Broadway playbills. Uh-huh. And I know, you know that picture. 100%. Like, in front of the stage. Yep, you just hold it up, and you get the sta- stage and soft focus behind it. Does that annoy the shit out of you? Not at all. I mean, it is it is a little stock. It's a little base. Everyone does it. But it's like, if you want to brag that you're at a show, what else are you supposed to do? Right. Someone it's, think of a new way. That's the thing. is ba- people. It's basically people being like, just FYI, I'm seeing this show, and I want everyone to know about it, <laughs> you know? They also talk about food on Instagram, and Natalia talks about how lots of women post photos of decadent food that they don't eat. Ugh, so it's hard. like models posting really like rich foods, yeah. and there's actually an account called like "You Didn't Eat That" or something. <laughs> um, it is so true, though. I mean, this is you see it with male Instagram models too, where they're like diving into a burger and they're shirtless, and they have like 26 abdomen muscles, right. and you're like, "You a if." You, even if you did eat that burger, you do not, you, that's the first one you've had in two years. Yeah. And it's sort of propagating this idea that like, I'm just like a regular person and I eat really junky food. And it's like, no, you work very hard for your body and you're very yeah. regimented. It reminds me of like Cosmo articles in like the nineties when they would ask a celebrity how they keep their, their in shape. And the <laughs> celebrities like, I just go on a hike with my dogs for yeah. a half an hour every morning. I just like, chase I my daughter yoga. around and that's how I have oh the six God. pack. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I chase my daughter around and I have a six pack. Um, no, but Natalia kind of talks about how for, if it's like kind of sickening how, so I'm not going to eat cookies, but I want to look at beautiful people eating cookies. Right. And I was thinking about how we like to look at, um, well, you like to look at cookie decorating. I do. And I like to look at tiny foods. Yep. But that doesn't seem like the same thing. <laughs> I think it's a little different. I think it's a little it's different. Completely different. Yeah. So there is good ways to enjoy. <laughs> it's food like on if Instagram. it's like if you had the cover of Cosmo, except the the woman was like eating pizza. It's like not only is it bad to say that like this is a standard of beauty, but then the the falsehood of like. This is a standard of beauty. And by the way, she's abnormal. And why aren't you as good as her? Exactly. Because she eats pizza just like you and you should look like that. It's just, I don't know. It feels like tricky water. Yeah. Tricky water. Does that work? Tricky water. I've never heard that. And I love it. Great. Thanks. Sold. I'm going to bottle it and sell it. (laughs) Um, I guess just to like sum up, you should go listen to the episode. It's, um, so it's past present podcast episode 130. This is America NRA TV and Instagramming museums. Because really, the what they're talking about is these spaces that are being created, to so that you can go take cool pictures. And is that bad? Because it is it taking away from art? Yeah, that kind of thing. I think it's cool. I think it's like get people out of their houses. Learn they you do learn something. You do you know like and also those museums, those classic museums will always exist. They'll always be there. Go enjoy those also. But also, sure, let's bring on the pizza museum. Yeah. I anyway, kind of agree. it's a humongous conversation. I probably shouldn't have tried to distill like into one conversation. I but feel there's like, a lot. Yeah, I feel like we could have talked about this for another yeah. hour. So go listen to it. Okay. Dig it. Thanks. Our next clip is called clip number two. It's the second clip of the episode, and it has followed your first clip. Oh my gosh. 
I've always been confused. Yeah. That clears up a few things. <laughs> uh-huh. Why didn't you You're, explain that to me two years ago? You're very patient with my nonsense oh sometimes, my and I appreciate it. Oh I appreciate God. you. It's like the nonsense <laughs> Olympics sometimes. Uh, okay, so... Uh, this is from Getting Curious with Jonathan Van, Jonathan Van Ness. Have you listened to this podcast? I listened to this podcast before he was did did any like before anyone knew who he was. Mm. I've, I've always been a fan of this mm. podcast. He's so great. So Jonathan is one of the Fab Five on the n- new reboot of Queer Eye. Um, so he uh, he has this podcast called. Getting curious, and it's all about like different subjects. He he talks to experts about different fields and different subjects to kind of figure it out. He's it's all about his sort of curiosity for the world. Um, so this episode is called "What Makes a Cult," um, and there he's talking with um, Dr. Natalie Feinblatt, who is a uh, like a therapist with a concentration in cults and. She is sort of an expert. They're talking about how, um, like, control, manipulation, no question of the doctrine without severe repercussion, how some of these things are, like, criteria for what makes a cult. Um, And they also talk about what differentiates some religions from cults. It's it's really interesting. Overall, they talk about how control is key. Um, They talk a little bit about uh, CrossFit. They talk about Scientology. Um, so it, it's really interesting. Here is the two of them talking about um, one specific example of, of a cult. What was it about Waco? What was that about? Well, I mean, do you mean the cult itself? Yeah. Okay, so there was a branch of the Seventh-day Adventists. Um, at, well, there's a lot of branches of the Seventh-day Adventists, but this was one in particular um, that was actually run by a woman whose name I am blanking on currently. But David Koresh was somebody who had grown up very Christian, um, and he started having these kind of uh, – it's theorized that they were these kind of seizures. He saw them as religious visions. Mm. Um, and so he got really invested in the Seventh-day Adventists and then got invested in this little split off. Um, and then eventually he just kind of worked his way up and disposed uh, – not not just not killed, but like got this lady out of power and kind of took over this little sect of Seventh-day Adventism and then started doing his own thing with it. Um, and it, it got – pretty crazy pretty fast i mean he started because he was having all these quote-unquote visions you know god was speaking directly to him to say okay you know we have to all the i get to control all the marriages now oh no wait i'm actually married to all these women and i get to have sex with all of them even though they're technically still married to their husband jesus told me like yeah yeah, hey hey, don't don't kill the messenger Uh jesus told me yeah and then it was like now we all got to move to this little compound and now we got to start building up arms and it you know he uh, started getting so many firearms i mean built up quite the arsenal that it got the government's attention and you know that only fed into his paranoia that he was already having and I think we all kind of know where it went. No, from. we don't. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they had a few shootouts and then it resulted in the thing that lasted. That standoff. The standoff. But basically, and, didn't they like throw tear gas things in there mm-hmm. and it got into the basement and then like it yeah. got all smoky. So the, the women and ladies or the women and children couldn't get out. Yeah. Did anyone survive? He let a few people go during the standoff in terms of like, I don't know that they were called hostages at the time, but like a few people did get let go. Um but yeah, and then the the you know they engaged in more fire, and the FBI or uh, not the FBI, what is it? 
the uh, the, the ATF yes, yes, went yes, in yes. there and the whole place caught on fire and yeah. It is so wild to me how large and powerful some of these cults in our history have gotten. It's nuts. I mean, like there are so many cases of these giant cults that have just gotten out of control and it keeps happening. And then you read about it and you're like, that sound, how did no one see, like it sounds so crazy, right. but it actually a lot of people were really, really like into it. Yeah. And, and even if folks were tuned into sort of the dangers of it, there's often not a lot you can do because they can claim that they're a religion and religions are protected. It, the reason this piqued my interest is because I just finished Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Did you all watch? I started having Boring. Yeah. Ah, that's right. You didn't like the first. You were bored by the first episode. I'll give it another chance. I'm bored by you everything. You don't I'm have to. You don't have to, to give it another chance. I'm bored by Mr. Rogers and Wild Wild Country. <laughs> it's really interesting, though. It's about this cult that, or I guess this group um, that came from India and took over this town in Oregon because there was a lot more freedom of expression in the U.S. Uh, and they felt like they could kind of get away with more without breaking the law. Um, it's very, very interesting. But they talked to folks who were a part of the group who swear to this day that they were doing like this great work and like being su such wonderful peacemakers. But then you see in the documentary how controlling, how violent, how kind of crazy it got. It's very interesting. Can I, I would just like to say, though, I don't think it's that crazy. Okay, it does sound crazy. If my parents brought me up in this cult, I would totally be in it. The Wild Wild Country one? Yeah, or yeah. any of these. Yeah. If that's all I knew, and that's what I, like, I love my parents. I did what they said. I grew up, like, listening to them. And I think in the right environment, if you felt this way about your cult leader and that was kind of all you knew, right. I totally get if that, if their lessons are stronger than what you're hearing from like the news or something, which seems corrupt anyway, like these days, like I can see how someone with not a lot of education would think that that was the right way. I, I don't, I guess I just don't feel like I'm smarter than these people that have fall, been susceptible to these mm. cults. I don't, I feel like that would be me. I would be there probably. It's an interesting point that like, I do feel like any, anyone could be susceptible to, um, to joining a cult. And they talk about that later in the episode, like who the sort of most vulnerable are. And there are some criteria, but overall it's like in wild, wild country, these are really well-educated folks who are well off like a lot of them are lawyers and doctors and um it, it's interesting you know what what you can be sold on well i i just finished i didn't think about this until now this this uh, memoir called educated it mm -hmm. just came out um and it's about this girl who kind of grows up like off the grid in utah with her family and they're so conservative and religious that the mormons are like wild for them like they're like way more conservative than in te like extreme Mormons. Yeah. So off the grid, the kids don't have birth certificates. They don't believe in medicine. And it's about her life Ooh. kind of growing up in this life where she had never heard the word Holocaust. You know, like it's like no exposure. Wow. And, but she ends up getting an education and getting out. And I think it's kind of, that's the weird thing, right? Mm. The weird thing is growing up with this and being like, wait, there's something not right here. And then getting yourself out, right? That's the weird thing. Yeah, the, the normal the thing less. is actually to stay with it and yeah. listen to your mom and dad or listen to your cult yeah. leader. That's the normal thing. That's what I probably would have done. Well, and honestly, like that's 
you know, outside of extreme beliefs, like that's what folks do generally. Most folks are the religion that they were taught when they were born. Mm-hmm. Most folks live generally in the area where they grew up. Like it's just, it's, I think it's a little bit instinctual and biological for us to, you know, not have too much change in our lives or not question too much. They talk about how, so a cult is not defined by its beliefs and it's also not necessarily like spiritual or religious. They talked about like uh, multi-level marketing, like all those pyramid schemes where people are like, you know, selling essential oils or like the Mary Kay situation. Like, those can all become really sort of cult-like, borderline cult, which I, I hadn't even thought, I, I hadn't sh- even considered that. I was just shaking my head so much that my neck hurts. Because yes. <laughs> you so adamantly agree. Yeah, yeah. But it is really interesting. I mean, thinking about, again, the control, the manipulation, without no questioning of the doctrine without severe repercussions, an emphasis on confession a lot of times is a big part of cult. But uh, So Dr. Feinblatt talks about how if an organization hits one of these points, they're probably not a cult. But if they're hitting like a majority of these points, that's probably a cult. Um, They talk of course about like going clear that Scientology documentary. Um, But it also got me thinking about Jesus camp. Did you, Mm -hmm. you saw that, right? With you. Is this possible? Uh, That feels right. Um, Jesus camp is a documentary about um, what, what are they? Evangelists something yeah my family calls them holy rollers but i do not think that is the the pc term that they use is holy rollers (laughs) but it's about pretty extreme evangelistic maybe baptist christians speaking in tongues tongues, all that good stuff um and it made me think about like what's the difference between between like extremist beliefs and a cult you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because like is the Westboro Baptist Church a cult, or are they just an ex- a religion with extremist beliefs? Well, that's why I think this list that she gives is so kind of comforting, because yeah. it's like, if you f- check one of these boxes, you're cool, just keep on doing you. Probably bad, but not a cult. Right. <laughs> you're, you're annoying everyone, right. <laughs> but it stops there. But that's why this list is so interesting. It's, yeah, like it's almost if, like a little checklist. But if, but if you check all the boxes, yeah. Like, yeah. Another non-religious example they gave was CrossFit. See, yes, love, love, love. It's so interesting because I know a lot of really reasonable people who do, who do CrossFit, but I think at the higher levels they talked about how they start checking a lot of boxes CrossFit does. <laughs> it's interesting. It's That's very interesting. That's a nice way to put it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to check all the boxes before we call the cops. Exactly. The yeah. cops aren't getting involved. It's interesting. You know I love this stuff. And I, I love endlessly interesting. H- how much you love cults, maybe more than you love cults. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> you love the idea of my passion for cults. Because <laughs> we, I feel like we talk about like we do. Th- no, Justin and I were just like, what is it that Eric loves about and yeah. swindlers? You love swindlers. I you do. love cults and swindlers. What? Okay, what does that mean? Is that because I'm a little afraid that I have? like cult member tendencies what is that i think it's because you are very interested in marketing and branding and i think that there's a very like Mm. beautiful connect like it's Mm. kind of like twist a twist on marketing yeah at the end of the day they're selling a thing yeah Yeah. well it's psychology of it too right yes the psychology like using marketing for something fucked up i think that you're just interested in yeah i don't know that's control yeah (laughs) 
That's that is very interesting. Have you ever been close to being in a cult? I feel like my startup was a cult. Yeah. I mean, we had to do push-ups and the plank position every hour on the yep. hour. Yeah. Um, did they? Let's see. Did they? They made um, us go play paintball all the time. Uh huh. Were you not allowed to criticize anything about the company? Um, that was frowned upon. Yep. We ha- did weren't allowed. You- How about this? Yeah. We weren't allowed to have personal items. Well, I was just going to ask if they control your relationships and environment because oh, check and check. Yeah. They did. They didn't want you to have outside friends. They wanted your friends to be your coworkers. They didn't want to, like, they would do things like we'd be at work really late at night. They'd be like, hey, let's finish this meeting up at a bar. And I'd be like, no, 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 like, let's finish it up at work so that I can go home and drink with my, the people I actually like. Right. They were totally doing that. Mm-hmm. Trying to make, if you do, we, my mom still says to this day, you got fired because you wouldn't play paintball with them yeah. or go to Settler of Catan parties yeah. with them. Yep. This is funny. <gasps> I like it was this a cult. game. It was a cult. Can we have a new segment called, is, is it, it a cult? A cult? <laughs> I feel like we've accomplished a lot and maybe we could move on. Well, you, we should move on. Add? You all should go listen to Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness and you should watch him on Queer Eye Wait, on Netflix. Can I make a suggestion? I know you don't no. have a lot of free time. Oh, oh. well, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, can you please start a podcast about your favorite cult? <gasps> and it's like my favorite murder, but Wait, like my favorite cult. I really could do that podcast. I know I'm you could. Kidding. I know you could. Oh my gosh. My favorite. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for. My favorite cult. Except I think I'm going to call it cult time. No, you got to call my, because you got to do everything. As an homage. Yes. That's how you, that's how some, I can read it right now on BuzzFeed. Like, this guy started a podcast based on my favorite murder, but it's called my favorite cult. That's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. That's a really good idea. And it could also be a cult. (laughs) <laughs> and then we could have spinoffs off of the spinoff like my favorite murder cult yeah my favorite cult murder and they're actual cults <laughs> oh i'm liking this idea i knew you would oh Your all right two favorite things cults and podcasts we've really stumbled on some good stuff here Whew. nailing it uh, before this cult gets out of control, can we jump into our next segment? Please. Which is called A Jiggle Jiggle. <laughs> this segment is a little musical segment where yeah. we just want to give you something to tap your toots to. Yeah. So it's either like a theme song or a musical segment on another podcast or something like that. Yeah. So um, I have brought jing- my a Jingle Jangle for you. Yep. Um, I'm sure that you remember the podcast Missy and Zach Might Bang. which It's, it's been a Jingle I, Jangle before. I almost feel like you introduced it to me. I mm-hmm. think I think that might be true. It's part of the Anna, Anna Ferris Network, right? I think oh, it is. Maybe, yeah. I think she might be a producer on it. I'm positive she is. I'm not positive I pronounced her name right because it's, I never am. It's Anna. Anna. This one I do know. So confusing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the hosts are Missy Pyle and Zach Selwyn and they're like super famous. I don't even remember how. They're like actors and musicians. Yeah. They've been in every they're everywhere. I don't even know what it's like water when you're fish. They're just everywhere. (laughs) You'd recognize Missy Pyle. She's been in everything. Yeah. But they're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. Um and they're very talented musicians. Um so unless you've been living underneath a dead body, you've (laughs) certainly been exposed to them. Um I thought the podcast was kaput. I haven't really heard from them in a while, but I was thrilled to see it pop back up into my feed. Did you see this pop back up in your feed? Yeah. This episode? Uh-huh. Because I was like, so I'm subscribed. excited. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my goodness, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a special live epi with Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV. She's in a bunch of sets. She's in uh, Blackish. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, so they start by determining their rap names 
which they have determined. So they want to do a rap about rap names. So they've determined that means it's the last thing you ate plus the color underwear you were wearing. Nicole's is Noodles Tan. Missy's is Burrata Mauve. <laughs> and Zach's is Tomato Black. What are yours? Mine. Last thing you ate plus the color of underwear. <laughs> DJ Wu is checking his underwear. Mine is... Eric seems to already remember I know what, kind what of my underwear. underwear is. Mine is Vitamin C Gummies Navy. <laughs> Woo! All right. Yeah. That is... That's pretty good. So far, it's winning. What's yours, good. DJ J. Wu? Broccoli camo. Ah! Uh, Actually, that's legit. this is pretty good. That's legit. Mine's, mine's Sweet Potato Mickey. <gasps> that's really good. <laughs> These are good, good, right? I like that. I actually was at the buffet line, and I was like... <laughs> deciding between sweet potato and falafel and i was like sweet potato mickey like it affected my lunch decision because I, I knew this was coming i think both would be pretty effective though i feel more like a sweet potato yeah um okay so let's listen to the song now are you ready ready so wait let's make a rap song with noodles tan tomato black and burrata mauve burrata mauve no Tomato black coming hotter than a stove. I'm down with noodles tan and my girl Barada Moe. She does a thing, man, and she is this and that. She's five foot ten and sexy in that cowboy hat. Noodles tan on the motherfucking mic. Nicole Sullivan, tell me what is it you like? Cause I see in the direction your career is pointed. I really love you as a middle-aged mom, I'm disjointed. No. Tomato black in this motherfucker, doing it right. And you know I will touch you on the leg like this. Squeeze, squeeze. Maybe later on you go down on your knees. I doubt that. That's okay, let me give you a hand. I'm down with Barada Mauve and my girl Noodles Tan. That's how it is, baby. You can't ignore this. Nicole Sullivan sing the motherfucking chorus. Underneath your noodle, I'm gonna find a tan leaf clover. <laughs> what was yours again? Yo, you talk about rhymes, bitch. I got a lot of. I like to hang out with my girl named Barada. I used to have sex with Emily Rada. Kowski, doubt me, you gotta. Because she's a supermodel, she ain't down. Although she loves it, I'm running on empty like Jackson Brown. That's how it goes, man. Understand, and I'm down with my homegirl named Noodles Tan. Tomato black is back, giving us a heart attack. Tomato black, I'm gonna get you on your back before this night is over. Started with gonna Barada. see a noodle clover. Gonna just start this whole thing over. Tomato black, motherfucker. Tomato black in the house. Like really good, such a good one. They always do these improv songs, and they're always so impressive. I, when that finished, I was like, "Holy shit, that was like fucking good!" I know. And noodles tan, shit. I wish I was wearing tan underwear and I just eat noodles Ugh. because that could have been my name, and I like that name a lot. Uh, honestly, one of my biggest takeaways too was that I want a burrata. I want a burrata. Oh my god, we learned a lot. Our next segment is no comment, which is where we play a clip. And then we just let it fly. We don't talk about it. You can think what you want. We always talk about it later behind your back. We do. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. So uh, this one comes from Why Won't You 
Date Me with Nicole Byer. I love her so much. I know. She's really one of my faves. Um, and her guest on this episode is Carl Tart, who's a comedian and writer for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, the episode is called Why Won't You Bake With Me? Oh. Now, we typically don't editorialize on a no comment but i just want to say that i am sharing this clip because um it, it so genuinely gave me pause and made me reflect on myself and i think this is exactly why it's important for people to listen to each other especially to listen to voices with different experiences in themselves and especially for people with privilege to listen to people who have historically been oppressed um that's all here it is and I think I don't have that problem with white gay men because they're like, I'm a bla- I'm a big black woman inside yeah. and she's in front of me. So I'm going to treat her like a queen, mm. even if I'm like stealing and appropriating her words. Like, yeah. Yeah. like whenever a white gay man calls another white gay man sis, I'm like, that's not that's, it. Yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. it. We yeah. call each other sisters because we are dog shit to the world. Yeah. So that's my sister in this. Yeah. That y'all aren't sisters. Sis, y'all sis. are at the top of the world. Yeah. How's that your sis? Yeah, yeah. I and they just say a lot of things where I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. You why why do you have to have everything? Mm-hmm. I it's it's a really in, like implicit bias and institutionalized racism is such a huge thing. And then when like white people don't want to talk about their privilege, I'm like, that is a privilege that you don't want to acknowledge it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you don't understand that you, like if we go for a job interview, they're inherently going to want you more because you're white. Yeah. And they think you're more qualified. Yeah. And white is also like ideal. And that came from Why Won't You Date Me episode Why Won't You Bake With Me with Carl Tart. Nailed it. You're done. That was a good reference to Nicole Byer's show on Netflix, and I liked it. Uh, our next segment is a segment segment. It's where we talk about non-podcast related things. Because we have other interests. Yeah. Look who's you back now. <laughs> segment segment went away for a while. And by popular demand, literally, someone asked for it. It's back. Someone's. Someone's asked for it. That's true. Multiple people. Yeah. Two, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to say the number. Well, it's more that's than one. True. Two or more. You Two don't know. Two or more. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren, what's your segment? Segment this week. Oh, since we haven't had this a while, yeah. my list is really building up. Yeah, so it was very fair. tough to choose. Mm. I think right now, because this is fresh in my mind. Yes. I'm gonna have to go with Ohio because I was just there last weekend and like, yeah. listen, I was shit on Ohio, but I get mad when other people shit on it because it's like yep. my thing to shit on. Yep. But I truly love it because, okay, we got there late Friday night and left Sunday morning, so it was basically one day of pure Ohio. Mm. I ran in the woods with my dad. Mm. The best. I went swimming, like full-blown, like outdoor. goggles, outdoor pool, yes. um, cannonball flips, yes. by myself, downslide, fun, fun, fun. Yep. Um... I went to Target and spent $200 on a pinata purse and a denim jacket and like bullshit. I would like so to see fun. that pinata purse oh, after this episode. I will show you. <laughs> um, and then we ate spaghetti yes. and I got drunk with my grandma and she told me stories. Like what is better than that? What is your segment segment? Well, mine is uh, pretending you're a tourist. Oh, I do love this one. I've had people in town, um, the 
the past week a, f- a few different groups of people and uh, we've done so many fun things and it's like stuff I would never have done on my own because you live your life and you're like yeah you go home and then you run and then you eat dinner and then whatever but it was so fun to do touristy things Eric, and I Eric, feel like you go out for drinks and get kind of drunk and then you go on a run I legit did that so yeah. Alan my husband was out of town and I was like, what do you do? What do you do? So I had drinks with a friend and then I got home and I was like, it's nine o'clock. I have like four hours until I go to bed. Like what? I guess I'll run even though I had, had a couple of drinks. Uh, anyway, we found this really great bar like on the 32nd floor of this building and it was cool views of Times Square and like the drinks were, were overpriced but great and it was just like a good time and I'm like, why don't I pretend like I'm a tourist more often? Can we do? That's can it. we set a uh, plan a date for you? A tourist day. Did you Alan and me where we yes. do have like uh, we go to Dave and Buster's perhaps? I would totally go to Dave and Buster's. Can we? I we, we're looking yeah. at you for permission. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> no, because I agree with you, and we were talking about this before. Like, I think as New Yorkers, um, those things are frowned upon, yeah. and that's why yeah. I think we enjoy them because really we're from. We're just like yeah. Hicks for Ohio. I love a strip mall and an Applebee's. I love malls. Yeah. I love pools. Yep. I love Target. Yeah. I'm basic. Same. Um, and But there's no pretension with these things. And yeah. so much of New York is about pretension. And DJ Wu and I went to Hawaii. And I had the best time. We had the best time because it was like we were with his family. So we had to go to like kid-friendly restaurants yeah. and stuff. And there's all this cheesy shit on the beach. We loved it. We were like, take us to the sports bars. Yeah. Where it's just like burgers and terrible over like sugary drinks. And like... It was like a vacation from this. To like, clarify, we were in Honolulu in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, we were like was, in the most touristy, like dead center spot. But yeah. I loved, Hawaii. I loved every second because it was it. not like our lives at all. Right. It was like a vacation from, like trying to find the coolest bar yeah, to get no, get things cool. with a friend. No, yeah, the, yeah. The, the opposite of cool. That's why I like Disney World. Yeah, the Disney Cruise is so much fun. It's yeah. like put leave your pretension. At yeah. The also, there was a time when you and I would. No problem. Wait it wait an hour to get some arepas at this cool spot. But now I'm a little bit like I don't want to wait an hour. Mm-mm. I will go to the the terrible bar that's less cool, you know, or the yeah. restaurant that's less cool. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying uh, my segment segment is that I'm not cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm okay with it. Not No, no, being okay with not being cool is like super it's good. It's a good place. Yeah, yeah. Good place to be. Good. I'm yeah. there too. Yep. Um DJ Do you have a segment segment? Yeah. The World, oh. the, uh, World the World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah, I know. I don't have a horn. I'm sorry. What's the noise? I don't know. It's. I think it's actually... Oh. I think it's like. I think it's more like European uh, house music. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like full blast. No, that feels you, right. You're kind of winning for like... You have a good streak for watching wearing the Belgian blazer. The Belgian mm. blazer? Or the Belgium kit. <laughs> I was like, I wish I had a Belgian blazer. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. Is, wait, what is it? Well, I'm rooting like for Belgium uniform? for this tournament. Yeah, because, why? Because we don't have a horse in this race. Yeah, okay. And uh, and Mexico got knocked out, and mm-hmm. um, my other team. I was rooting for Nigeria, but uh-huh. they got knocked out. Uh-huh. So don't um, tell Belgium they they were your like ninth. No, choice. no, Belgium. Awkward. Belgium was the Belgium is the squad that I was like realistically these guys are actually going to go far. Yeah, the other two were like underdogs that I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, like let's go. Let's do I believe this. you thought that because you own a Belgium kit which is a jersey yeah okay thanks anyways i'm excited it's good the matches are all now very very competitive so 
high scoring. And it's been a really good tournament. Yeah, yeah. it's been nice. high scoring. So high scoring yeah. for soccer standards. Yeah. When does it culminate? I actually don't know the exact date of the yeah. final. Okay. The quarterfinals start tomorrow. Okay. So like, does that mean like a week or like a couple weeks? Uh, less than a week. Like a week. Okay. Yeah. It's like a week. Okay. Uh, I saw a story. This is not relevant, but um, that the Japanese team like cleaned the locker and wrote it and like left a thank you note. Did you see that? They wrote it in Cyrillic. Yeah, they wrote it in Russian. And like, oh, yeah. Isn't that so sweet? There's so many good little stories. Like I hate watching the games. I love reading about it and yeah. listening to it, the stories. I they saw really that. Do. So I saw that story on yeah. Twitter and it was funny because someone commented about um, just like they thought it was funny that like as, as Americans, we were all like freaking out about it that. Was so remarkable, but yeah. but it was like in actuality, it's just kind of uh, what did he say? <laughs> like decency. Yeah, basically, he was like uh, alternative. Oh, he wrote an alternative headline for the for the <laughs> CNN piece, and it was like American news outlets shocked by kindness and discipline. <laughs> so it's very true, though. Yeah. yeah, and I also read in that article that I guess um, in Japanese schools, like they don't ha- they don't have like custodial staff. Because it's like the classrooms. Clean the expectation up after is to, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that a Marvel idea? Well, um, and the, also one of the other news pieces was like um, talking about how uh, the fans, too, their fans would just pick up all yeah. their shit after themselves yeah. in the stands and stuff. Like so, like they're just like cleanliness. I don't, right, I don't know. Just we should all clean. be respectful <laughs> and use the yeah. campsite rule, which is that you leave a place better than you That's found it. That's true. That's a good way to put it. I'm into it. To bring it back to podcasts, there was just an episode released on Keep It where they talk sports and the World <laughs> Cup. And it's great because Ira and Lewis and Kara don't really know a lot about sports. I can imagine. So teaching Lewis Fertel about <laughs> sports yep. is fun. That's awesome. I recommend getting all of your World Cup coverage on From Keep It. Them. I'm into it. Well, this was another great app. Really good work, y'all. Thanks. That we was fun. I mean, Monty, I don't know where he went now. He's moved on. Honestly, he did some cuteness overload, and now he's got to go rest. I, there were definitely parts of this episode where I, no one was listening to no. anything. Like, nope. I was talking, and I wasn't listening to myself, and neither of you were listening to me yep. either. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why I was talking about oatmeal so long. I just had to say something to distract myself while I enjoyed his cuteness the entire segment about instagramming i have no idea what i said because he that was like that was like we're maxing out on the cuteness Peak, during yeah. that yeah we had a segment about instagramming i'll tell you when you're okay older. okay yeah. good i was distracted well thank you to our intern for being so darn cute and Aww. for all the admin stuff that you do yeah. <laughs> and thank you to our editor kara because you're wonderful and Thanks, do Kara. just like really great work. And just yeah. if I had one thing to say, I'd say keep up the good work. Yeah, we love Kara. <laughs> and thanks to you both. Thanks. And mostly thanks to me. Mostly thanks to Eric. Bye. Bye. <laughs>